This is Past the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. Dreamforce turns the corner in front by length and a half to Brandon Bay. Now McDonald rouses along the great mare, very elegant. Mawunga's a half length away, then Star of the Seas, Colding. Down to the 200, Dreamforce still the leader. Coming through the middle is Brandon Bay. Mawunga, very elegant. She'll really have to lift as Mawunga put the head in front. Very elegant's trying to fight back. There's a swarm coming late. Cascading right down the outside, but Mawunga's won it. Mawunga, I think, has beaten very elegant. Oh, there's been a, a fall here. Yes, there was a, a nasty fall. We'll talk about that shortly. Well, we'll talk about it now. Brandenburg, of course, broke down uh, in the last 200 metres. But it was Mawunga taking the spoils. Very elegant at face the breeze. Three wide, no cover. She raced up and hit the lead. But Mawunga arrived in the nick of time. And what some of an extraordinary story this is, considering this horse won a maiden at the Gold Coast in June last year. And here we are now, just over a year down the track, two group one, two group one wins on the board. Annabelle Nisham, of course, we spoke to her so many times when Zaki was performing brilliantly during our carnival. But today the story's about Moonga and she's our first guest this morning. Annabelle, good morning and congratulations. Morning. Thank you very much. What were your thoughts going into the race? Did you give Moonga a chance of winning the race yesterday? Yeah, I did. Um, and that's why I had the blinkers on and I thought, you know, ordinarily, I suppose, last breath I saved them for the Ramwick Guineas and I thought this time, well, what am I saving them for? Because... He can win this race. Um, there's a lot of horses resuming. Um, I think all bar one uh, and a number of horses that are obviously going to be better over a bit of ground. And he's a horse that I've got in the back of my mind, a, a horse for a golden eagle. And if that's the case, then you certainly want to see him going close over this sort of trip. So I did give him a chance. Um, the barrier concerned me a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was a peach of a ride. It just couldn't have panned out better for him, really, getting on the back of the good mare. I think uh, he's been propelled to, I think, a $15 chance in the Cox Plate, Annabelle, where, of course, you've got um, the favourite Zaki as well. Is Moonga a, a chance of going to Melbourne or stays in, in Sydney for the spring, or what are you thinking? Well, I've got to obviously chat through that with the owners um, uh, and see, you know, what's best for the horse and what's best for them and, and what's best for everybody. So I don't think we need to make a decision yet. Um, I think, you know, we'll probably find a... A mile race, I'd say it'll be a George Main or possibly a Maccabi Diva for him next, and then and then work it out. I don't think we need to decide his grand final right now. Um, but if you know if he stays in Sydney for a Golden Eagle, we'll certainly be trying to keep him as fresh as we can. We can't understate his talent. He's had ten starts, the veteran of ten starts, five wins and two seconds. He's a dual Group One winner. I'm interested in in Tommy Berry's thoughts about this horse because, of course, he knows him well. Tell us, what, what was he telling you leading up to yesterday's race about how he thought he'd developed? Well, he's only, he'd only managed to sit on, on him the once because obviously Warwick Farm's in, in one mm. of the hard lockdown LGA areas. So he only um, got the chance to sit on, it, on him at Ramwick um, sort of eight days out. Um, but he said to me that day he felt stronger. Um, so, you yeah, know, that's the only time he sat on him, really. But I, I did reassure him that I thought the horse... Um, would go very close and um, I know from that bit of work that he did he was certainly going into yesterday quite confident. A lot of trainers go their entire career without winning a group one let alone three and you've 
already got three in the space of just about no time. Uh, if I told you when you started training, you'd, you'd already have three Group Ones. Would you? Would you have believed it? Did you think you have you had the horsepower to to make the superb start you have to your training career, or or is it surprised even yourself? Oh, absolutely! It's it surprised me for sure. Um, having said that, I've been really fortunate with the horses that I've got in the stable. So, um, you know, with with the quality that's there. You know, I'm glad that I have managed to get them to win Group Ones, uh, the two horses that have, um, because they're certainly of that of that calibre. Um, but you can't do it without good horses. There'll be, you know, there's, there'll be a lot of trainers that haven't won Group Ones that that are that should have, um, but probably haven't had the horsepower. So I'm just lucky that in my first 12 months, um, I've got some wonderful horses and, and some great owners and support. So. Um, you've got to keep building the results to keep getting the support, but um, so far it's going quite well. Just as far as the race itself was concerned, it was a pretty good watch, wasn't it? He was able to angle in that three-wide cover line on the back of the horse you'd like to be on the back of, very elegant. Yeah, exactly. It couldn't have panned out more more perfectly, really. Um, it was a bit surreal seeing him getting into a battle with her and coming out on top um, because she's such a fighter. Um but I think it just goes to show how, how the horse has matured. It, it looks like probably a million to one, uh, certainly at the moment with the, the COVID grief that Sydney is going through, that you would personally yourself be able to get to, to Melbourne um, for the spring. D- does that play in your mind at all in terms of what you do with your good horse? I remember having a conversation with you a month or so ago in regards to Zaki, and I think at the time you sort of said, gee whiz, I, I might even keep Zaki in Sydney until the last minute because I really want to actually be there and I don't particularly want to sort of let him go. Does that, does that play in your mind at all? I mean, are these horses, or, or do you, is it just sort of horses for courses and they're set for particular races or do you really want to keep an eye on them as long as you possibly can yourself? Yeah, well, it's, it, obviously you want, if it's not me, you, you certainly want it to be someone else within the team that, that knows the horse. Um, you know, he... Zaki had a, a long stint in Queensland and I came up once or twice a week but uh, Raphael um, did a great job with him up there um, but it does play on your mind if, if I can't send my own staff down there then it, it does make it hard and and um, yeah it perhaps does mean he stays in, in Sydney for a bit longer but you've also got to look at what, what races you think will suit the horse and for me um you know, the, the main aim with, with Zaki will be to have him peaking for the Cox Plate. So it's just working out the best way to get him there. And I think, you know, you can be with a horse like him. I can be relatively fluid with my plans because he's a horse that, that's happy to run every fortnight. Um, and there's there's plenty of options for him. So I don't feel like I need to lock in a, a plan. I've got his first up run sorted and, and I've got the Cox Plate there to aim for. So um, we'll just keep fluid um, and see how the situation evolves. That's a great segue into talking about Zaki. Tell us uh, how how he's spelled, how's he going now, and where are we kicking off? Uh, he's spelled up at Hinterland, um, Sarah Gardner, and um, he's spelled really well. He only had three weeks off, but they must have magic grass up there or something because it <laughs> looked like he'd been spelling for two months. Um, but he spelled well. He pre-trained up there, so he was still in, enjoying slightly warmer weather and I think that's really helped him. So uh, he looks magnificent. He's still got a bit of a coat on him, um, but that doesn't concern me. He was actually pretty hairy by the time it got to the Q22, um, and I haven't clipped him. I'm just going to wait for his coat to come naturally. It's starting to come. And um, 
yeah, he's got a, a jump out on Thursday and then he'll kick start in the tramway on the 4th. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting him back to the races. Yeah, I know your, your old boss uh, was never shy of uh, celebration, Kieran Maher, of course, after winning a big race. You're obviously in very strict lockdown, but did you have a, a couple of bottles of champagne in the in the fridge or something ready to go? Were you able to sort of celebrate at home or, or what did you sort of... Or did you just have an early one, yeah, well, considering I'm, you're in lockdown? I'm lucky... Where I live, the, the local pub still does takeaway margaritas. <laughs> so, um, had a few of those, and um, my housemate um, Gab Nutt, she actually works for Kieran, and but she's got a their family bread known. Um, she's ideal with Bjorn Baker, who obviously ran a super race and was third yesterday. So it was a sort of double celebration last night: a few pizzas and a few margs. What a great start it was with Moonga yesterday, getting that Group 1. You've got him to look forward to, and, of course, Zaki as well. I'm sure we'll be talking during the spring, but, but thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.